If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Guests telling us things we don't know about, telling us things we have never done, things we have never seen and will never do. There specialist guests telling us things we don't know about, telling us things we have never done, things we have never seen and will never do. There specialist guests telling us things we don't know about. Things we have never done, things we have never seen and will never do. Oh, 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 yeah. Talk in your ear and tell you all the things that I've done, baby girl. Good morning. Morning. How are you? Good. How are you? This is a good book. How to not be a dick. Who, who's... Okay. <laughs> Any reason you show me that? It, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just good. It's just... Um, I'm just going to say to Naomi, I'm just going to show Joe this and see if he takes any hints. She bought it for me. Ah, oh, worrying. Um, what is the premise of it? I think I've heard about this. It's just basically, yeah, rules in rules to sort of follow in life. To I like little things like that. I've got a book with um, really boring facts, millions of them. Give me, give me a not to be a dick thing. Where's relation? I wonder if it's got like um... podcasting tips. Relationships, like marriage, maybe. Uh, relationships. Okay. Um, today, on today's episode, we have Emmanuel Asuquo, a financial expert, coming on. I think I'm going to be in awe of him. He's just reading your book now. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> Okay. I am. The first thing I came across was active listening, and I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> listening sounds easy enough, but it can take real work. Words have to be deciphered and understood. It takes considerable effort and energy to stay focused while someone is offering an in-depth account of his or her deepest passion. When in conversations, show that you're listening by asking focused questions. Demonstrate your interest by repeating back some of the most provocative points and then think, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> most provoc what was the most provocative point there? Uh, but that's good going forward. If you go, oh, I went uh, to curry and uh, I go, oh, well, what curry house do you go to? So you go, oh, he's listening. That is the provocative point of going for a curry, isn't it? What curry? That is the most interesting bit. Who did you go with? That was been another exactly. one. I'll go. What time did you get then? How long did you stay? It may be hard, but it can have a huge impact on the quality of the overall conversation and on the other person's opinion of you. Um, there we not go. Not to anyway. not engage you there, but should we not talk about Emmanuel? Yeah. Maybe we could do one of those a week. 
we were talking about the listening bit, David, and I said... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, yeah. What did I just say? Maybe we could do one of those once a week. <laughs> and did you ask me a provocative question about what I said? Which day would you like to do it? <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday. Why Wednesday? Um, yeah, so financial expert. Uh, yes. What um, do you want to know? Right. It's a, right, not not... It's not not a world I'm not interested in. It's just something that seems so, like, I have no knowledge of anything financial. So starting What's to see your relationship with money, Joe. <laughs> I I don't Is let it, it go. <laughs> no, <laughs> I grip onto it tightly to the point I, where I think it. I do. I think I mm. no, no. Actually, I've made a. Yeah, but you. I think you're change. like me. You grip onto it. But you've been. You sort of taught yourself not to. Whereas your instinct is, like I weirdly had a conversation with Petra this morning about it, and it was like because I'm like safety first, safety first, and she's like, well, I've got to have some fun. If you've made, if you if you make some money, you can't always just go right. Okay, so everything goes wrong next year. We're safe. Like it's. Do you know what I thought? When we were in Sheffield, spend another fucking 500 quid and let's stay in a really nice place and go, do you know what? I'm nearly, I'm going to be dead soon. Stay in a nice place. Yeah. I wasn't, I was just, that's like, I was, that's sort of what I'm thinking now. Just push the boat a bit more. You're going to be dead soon. Yeah. That Airbnb was tossed. (laughs) (laughs) But I stay, I stayed in like a, the next night I stayed in a travel lodge yeah. It's still bloody expensive. But I was like, I, I think I'd rather have gone, I'll bugger it. Yeah, just... no, I, I, oh, no, I do when I'm there, but when I'm booking it, <laughs> I'm going, what? Yeah, oh, same here. But like financial stuff, like, like kind of investing money and all that, I just. Hey, wait, hey. Hi there. You right there. Yeah, you. This is, okay, it's the postman, it's the postman. Oh my God. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Right. Cheers. Thanks. Thank Cheers. <laughs> that's like absolutely the, unbelievable. That's like I've the lunar. That's like the lunar eclipse when it happens to me. It's like it's so mental. <laughs> that came out of the blue. I did not see him coming. The door was just opening. <laughs> Do you reckon he went across the floor in his belly and then popped up? And <laughs> okay, so if you don't know, every now and then the postman just comes in and delivers David's mail onto his desk. David, look, you look like you're frozen. Firstly, take your yeah. fucking shoes off, mate. <laughs> also, you look like you were frozen there because it's baffling you so much. I just want it. I've got a microphone here. <laughs> I've got earphones in. He doesn't give a shit, that bloke. I'm trying to work out what... He's so in his head. He's so about number 14, number 15, number 22, number 20. He's not thinking about... He's not listening and answering, asking provocative (laughs) questions back, is he? (laughs) It's so bizarre. to him there do you go 
you get a sense of him, forgetting that he came into Darling, your office. He might listen to this one. <laughs> well, no, no, the thing is, like, just have a think, mate. <laughs> You're entering <laughs> someone's. <laughs> it's like I'm paying an actor to do it while we're on. Great it's if so... you have done. If you have done for the last year, it's amazing. Good morning. Hello, good morning. How are Hi, you? Hi, how yeah. are you doing? Yes, good, thank you, good. Maybe ask Emmanuel his thoughts on yeah, this. Yeah, I think I will. How are you, Emmanuel? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm a bit shocked, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to put this to you. Can we run something past you? See what yeah. You Please, go ahead. <laughs> We've done it with about three guests now. <laughs> but when, when we're recording sometimes, my yeah. postman just walks in. Right up to my desk and puts the thing. See ya. Walks out and he has to walk like ten yards in. David's yeah. got an office at the front of his house. Okay. What's your thoughts on just walking into someone's house and putting letters on their desk? <laughs> Absolutely weird. I don't. Know, I don't know why that would happen. That's why we have a letterbox. Just put it in yeah. the letterbox. I don't understand why you would actually walk in. Yeah. yeah, I've got a letterbox, but he could just just knock and just go. Just put these here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But no, he strides in. There you go, mate. <laughs> but David's got headphones on and he's talking into a mic. Yeah. So anything could be going on, you know, and he just goes, oh, mate, yeah, just got a couple of things for you. There, I, I think you have to have a word, you know. I think, I think you're going to have There's to have no a word. way David's ever going to do that, by the way, ever. <laughs> <laughs> that this is going to go on for ages. This is happening mate. until that chap retires. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Well, good, good. Thank you. Good, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I really oh, appreciate it. Oh, thanks for coming on. This is, yeah. We were just, just chatting about um, all of this. Should, can we get a bit of content? You're... You're um, a top financial advisor. Can I use the word whiz? Yeah, you can say whiz. Um, <laughs> whiz kid. Whiz kid. Whiz guru. I'm really qualified, unlike most people on social media. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm oh. a real financial advisor, regulated by the SCA. So I'm really practicing do pensions, investments. I've done that for the last 15 years. Used to work for Barclays. But I just got tired of just helping rich people get richer. So I quit. The, the city and just decided to go on social media and just teach normal people how to be better with their money. And then that's how I've kind of built yes. a lane for myself. Right. Wow. Okay. How did you get any traction? How did you get, was it just word of mouth? No, you know what it was? Um, it was actually roasting. So basically what I used to do is um, I used to come on and just say, oh, this is a pension. This is an ISO. And nobody cared, obviously on social media, who cares? So I just started roasting people like, you're in the in the club, you know, popping bottles, but you share a room in your mum's house with your little brother and he wets the bed. So that's the reality. And people just you loved did it. did your research. Yeah. People just <laughs> loved it and just started sharing and being like, you know, you got all the guys go to a trip to Dubai, but you're all sharing one room, you know? Yeah. And like, it's just fake, basically. And yeah. people just like kind of related to the fact that actually, you know, you can laugh and people will laugh and then realise, but he's talking to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was yeah, like, yeah. and we've seen a lot yeah. of change and stuff like that. And, you know, just trying to make it not seem so cool to live this kind of fake lifestyle. It's actually, it's, it's okay to have wealth. It's okay to have assets. It's, it's okay to, you know, be smart with your money. It's, it's not, it's not a bad thing. And yeah, it just kind of picked up from there. Yeah. Cause the internet, well, social media is full of like Wally's going, look at all the, and, you, and that's the people you were sort of going, stop that. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone's looking at, oh, this guy's got this. And, and it's just about people using critical thinking. I think sometimes a lot of the time, when I go to teach at like private schools, you can see that they're taught to question everything they see, but that's not the same at state schools. And so mm. we haven't been taught to critically think. So because somebody stands next to a Ferrari doesn't mean they own the Ferrari. Because I take a picture with keys doesn't mean I own the house. In the... These are just moments in time. Do you know what I mean? And so when you actually start to question things that you're seeing, because actually you're getting jealous of other people's sometimes achievements, sometimes perceived achievements. But the reality is, is that what are you doing it for? Like, what's your why? And that's the big thing I really teach people. Like, if I know that I want to buy a house, I'm not going to be bothered if my mate buys a car and he's got a better car than me because I know I'm trying to buy a house. That's The car's not mine. But if I don't know my why, I just go on social media and I, and I copy, try and copy what everyone else is doing and it's just never enough. So, mm. yeah, it's just really I'm important. I'm sort of fascinated in that because, well, like, social media started when I was, like, a lot older. So, you know, like, we're... We're coming up 50. So when it all sort of kicked off, we were yeah. sort of past giving a shit. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by like, like 15, 16 year olds seeing all this, yeah. like exactly what you're saying. And then I sort of find, because of the little pockets of people I know, they do it as well. 
because yeah. they and then it sort of perpetuates the problem they're sort of fibbing exactly and so they make fibs and then everyone's fibbing and sort of making each other feel like crap exactly i find it really fascinating like no one's gone you haven't really got enough money for this but i'll hope you know it's all like because i you know you know these people were and they're sort of putting on this i've been at places where and then seen their photo and gone is that where we were is that <laughs> what was happening i thought we yeah. were, i thought it was a bit dull yeah. And they're all sort of like, you know, then in front of the one flash bit of the room. Exactly. And you're like, oh, yeah. wow. I'm, I'm sort of obsessed by that world. Of... It must be really difficult growing up. Yeah, that's this, what. Because uh, yeah, we don't give a really shit, you know, but like, yeah. Well, kids... that, yeah, we don't give a shit, but. And it's hard. No, but yeah. like, we're not influenced by that. But when you're developing, yeah. you know what I mean? And you're sort of going. Yeah, but that's because yeah. you know who you are, right? You know, yeah. you know who you are. So you know who mm. you are. We're, like The thing about the problem with money is that for a lot of people, that's that's their identity, right? Especially mm. men. So this is why it's a big problem for men right now, is that, you know, for men, a lot of men, your identity has been come from how, you, how much you can provide, which in turn is how much money you make. The more money you make, the more women that are attracted to you, the more options you have, the more cooler you are, the more people respect you. But what happens now, the roles reverse, especially for like, you know, right now, for example, in the black community, black women are out earning black men, like black women are doing better. So now a lot of guys, what's your identity? You don't know where you belong because you've always, it's always been money. Well, if, if you can't bring money, what else do you bring to the table? So a lot, it's, it, there, there are big changes in regards to transitioning. And, and so, like you said, what happens is, is that people then feel like, if I, I'm going to go on one holiday, but I'm going to take different pictures in different places, like I have people who will wake up in, on, on the flight at 2 a.m. Into, into, into like business class, take a couple of pictures and then act like they were in business class the whole time when they're in standard. Do you know what I mean? People be on the same holiday taking different pictures and act like they're still awake. <laughs> but they're, yeah. they're on the, it's the, like they're, they're back in London, <laughs> but they're still posting as if they're, they've now gone to this other place. Or in, they're in the night. And, and so someone's at home consuming this as a young person feeling like, oh, I want to be like them. Mm. Yeah. And then, I mean, what, you said yeah. like the, you're reminding me of some people that um, on social media I've sort of connected to, and I see them on hot. Genuinely, like me and Naomi go to book a holiday, and we go, we can't afford that for a week. Like, and then I think about all the people that I know that go on holiday, and and I see certain people, and I go, how are they affording that? Exactly. And then when I when I talk to other people connected with them, they go, oh, they're in fifty grand in debt, mate. <laughs> are they? Oh, I see. So that's how they're. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. And it's it's one of those things, and that's the thing. So this is this is exactly how it is. So what happens is is that you live beyond your means, mm -hmm. and so the only way you can now live the lifestyle that you want, you don't think I need to work harder because that's my mindset is is if I if I want to if I want to go on these holidays or drive that car or buy that house, I need to earn more money. I need to work harder. I need to produce it. This society is like, well, why would I do that when I can borrow it, when I can lend yeah. it, when I can, when I can share a house or like, you know, I've got people who share these really nice houses. They only, they're only basically paying for a room, but they act like whenever they obviously their roommates are not around, they act like the house is theirs. Do you know what I mean? I'm here in central London. And then what they'll do is offer a course to be like them. And so now people are paying courses because they're saying they're making their money from property or, or, or investing or whatever it may be. And the reality is, is that they're actually making their money from the courses. Um, mm. So the top line of what your sort of theory is, is, is it kind of like based in reality? Then? You know what I mean? Like a lot of this is nonsense. So there are basic things you can do. Not like, you know, it's not like, oh, you can get, it's not a get rich quick kind of, tricks or anything it's more sort of grounded like s many steps to you know what i mean like yeah no exactly what you're saying it's the long game and and, yeah, and right long game anyone that tries to tell you that you know oh yeah even if you, look we see people that win the lottery and i always tell people it's about a mindset because you can win you see people win 10 million 20 million in the lottery and go and and spend it all and go back to their they're not their normal job that they had beforehand when, when they had enough money that if they managed it right it would last them their lifetime but unfortunately, because they haven't got the mindset right. So I always tell people, it's not about how much money you make. It's about you understanding how to keep that money and use that money and make it work for you. I always, mm. I always give the Mike Tyson example, 400 million. You made 400 million and still went bankrupt. It's like some of us, you know, just two or three million and our, and our lives are changed forever if you manage it right. 400 million and, and you went bankrupt. And so 
the point being is it's not about making more money. It's about actually, if can you manage the £10? Can you manage the £100? Can you manage the £1,000? Because if you can manage those, as you make more, you know the system and how to keep it and how to use it. If you don't, if you don't know how to manage a ten pound, a twenty pound, a hundred pound, when you get ten thousand, it's got it's gonna go. Yeah, yeah, same way. Yeah. How do you find that balance of enjoying money and sort of looking after money? Because me and Joe were sort of talking about... Yeah, we're crap at that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. having been like in a tricky period myself about 15 years ago, that's haunts me. Yeah. And I don't want to go back there Mm, to the point where um, maybe I'm a little bit unhealthy with regards to actually enjoying it when you've got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I think we've both got that sort of... And and I think what's really important is, and I tell people this as well, is that you have to enjoy it. Yeah. Because I've got clients, yeah, who, you know, they get to like 65, 70, retire, and they won't spend a penny. They they won't. And I'm like, remember, on the way out, if you, once you, once you've made more than like, you know, 325K, let's say, let's, let's call it half a million or whatever. Most, and if you're in London, that's just your house. So anything else, the government are taking 40%. Mm. And it's oh, like, have you worked yeah. 70, yeah. 80 years to give the king 40% of your money? I mean, the king don't need it. He's good. Do you know what I mean? He's good for life. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's one of those things like you have to find a balance. And I think for me, the way I do it is, is that I make I, I, I allocate money for enjoyment. So what oh, I do good. is I, I have a pot where I put money in there. And I might not, I'm, I'm not a person that always wants to go out, always wants to do stuff. But whenever I do want to do stuff, I've got a pot of money there available to me. I don't have to feel bad because I know the bills are paid. I've done whatever I need. I've saved whatever I need to save. I've done whatever investments I need, I need to do. So I don't have to feel guilty spending that money because I know that's not going to affect and everything else that's supposed to happen has already happened. And also what I do is I build up over time. I think one of the hardest things that with a buy now, pay later, for example, it's, a, it's, it's actually a disease. What's happening right now is that we're telling people no, you no longer have to save. You can get it now and just pay in installments. Mm. And what happens is you're robbing your future self. Literally, yeah. people are getting paid in the future and 30% of their salary, 30% of their wages has already been spent mm. months before on things that they didn't really need. But because they have access to this easy credit, they're spent, they're taking it. And it's so everywhere, me, isn't it? I, like, everywhere. I, I went on a website to buy something. And there's two options to pay, isn't Exactly. It? There's that thing where, yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like... Is it Klarna? Klarna or... Oh, yeah, yes. something like that, yeah. And I was, Near pay, and I, yeah. And I, I was sort of said to my missus, look at it. And, and, she, and she's much wiser than me. She yeah. went, oh, that's, a, that's a, one of those things that will just take your money over the next three years and you won't know it. And I was like, it's just there. It's just one, it's next to the button where you can just pay. And it's basically like, do you want to pay twice as much? Click this button. And it's, it's just it's just everywhere. That's what's frightening, isn't it? Uh, would you say, like, never get into that scenario? If you can't afford it, don't get it. No, not never. So, right. Because there are benefits, yeah? There are benefits. So, for example, Kalana, these types of um, clear pay, these types of buy now, pay later, it's interest-free. So you don't pay any interest. You can spread the payments. But what you have to understand is when things are free, you are, you are not the consumer, you are the product. So what happens is actually with buy now, pay later, the way it works is, is that because it's proven, you will spend 30 to 40% more because you use buy now, pay later than you would if you were using cash or oh, your debit so card. so you buy twice as much stuff. You buy more is stuff. Is that what it is? That, right? So that's what it is. And what happens is, is that Talana get paid a percentage on how much you spend from the shop. So the, cons- the customer... Kalana's customer is the retailer and the retailer customer is, is, is supplier is, is Kalana. So they're working together and basically they give you this option and it's natural because anything on a monthly payment, like for example, I told, I said people the other day, you know, to fix your boiler, it costs around a hundred pounds. People are like, wow, a hundred pounds, a lot of money. Then I said, it's two pounds 50 a week. 
And people are like, oh, I could do two pounds. When you put something yeah. on a monthly basis, it feels so much smaller that mm. all of a sudden, rather than doing two pounds fifty a week, you'll spend ten pounds or fifteen pounds a week because these are small numbers to you, but it adds up over time. Yeah. Mm. So you naturally spend more. And so, yes, there are times that, for example, let's say you need a new television. If you put in your credit card, you might pay interest. So you might put, you might put, as long as you've got the cash, you might say, okay, well, I can afford it. Let me, let me not spend all my money on this on this one big purchase or a sofa or something. These things can make sense. But what people are doing it for socks and, you know, CK yeah, boxes right, and, right. you know what I mean? Designer, designer stuff that they don't really need. And if they had the cash to pay, they wouldn't pay. That's the big thing. Yeah. If you were paying by cash, you wouldn't have paid, you wouldn't have bought it. But because you're paying over a monthly installments, you're more comfortable to say, well, I can afford that. But the problem is, is you're robbing your future self. I do think, like saying that cash thing, do you, is it, sorry to not change this, but you know, no, you no. know, you know, like we're old enough to remember where everything was, you know, paid by mm-hmm. cash, and that reality of like receiving, you know, I was old enough to receive money in yeah. cash for for a job, and then having to hand it out would be a, a real reality check of like, yeah. and now there's no, well, you know, I still carry a bit of cash, but like there's no reality. You just tap in, tap in, tap in, aren't you? And it's a big problem. It's a big. You know what it is? Is that when you when you when you have cash, you you know you know you go to the cash machine. You took your money out. You took your hundred. You could watch your hundred pounds disappear yeah, from your yeah. wallet, and you you give it, and your hand would be shaking like, ah, oh, do I yeah. really want to? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know, and then you, do you I really need change, this? Yeah, do yeah. I really need this? You might even put some stuff back because you're like, actually, I don't, how many times have you said, you know, I don't want to break this tenner. I don't want to break. The yeah, 20. yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. I'll leave it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's horrible now, starting a new note, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> Whereas now you can just you can just you can tap away. So there's no con- you, people are not really I'm conscious of sometimes. their spending. I know and, I'm bad sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Sorry, I'm, and, but I'm just thinking. I, I'm can just you thinking always be in my life, Emmanuel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is there way you can move closer? Can you move in between us so you can ferry between David and I and keep oh, slapping oh our hands? Oh my god! But this is every. I and mean, you guys have to understand is that. Luckily, because you're older, you like I said, you understand yourself. So you and again, mm. experience is, is a big teacher. So I know you said about you know what you've been through, but because of what you've been through, it's gonna make the change. The problem is, is that too many of us are learning from mistakes. And a lot of the time, those mistakes might put you back four or five years to get back right. to zero. And that's yeah. what I'm yeah. trying to stop. I'm trying to get the education in place and get the knowledge in place so people don't make those mistakes. Because those four or five years, you could have saved up and maybe bought a property and been benefiting from the property going up in value. But instead, you're dealing with debt and the interest rates. And then before you know, you have to go do an IVA or go bankrupt. And, you know, that's six years of your life where you can't get access to credit. And and then that affects the poverty cycle. So now you get, you get stuck in it. So instead of leaving something for your kids, you, you, they're struggling to pay for your funeral. Mm. Can I ask how you, what age you sort of, and how you sort of worked all this out? Because like it's, it's sort of like yeah. Why aren't I you? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Why has this just gone <laughs> zipping past my ears? I know. I know. Like, how do you know? Like, so how do you know all this? Basically, <laughs> how do you know that, all this? Stuff? Well, it's probably the most stupid question you could ask someone. Yeah, but it's I nice. Actually, yeah, I'd like to know. You yeah, know what? Like, I I think it's the balance of I grew up on a council estate. Like my parents. Born in Nigeria, I'm the first in my family to be born in the UK. And then I grew up in Limehouse. So Limehouse shares the same postcode as Canary Wolf. So I used to look right. out the window and see all these all these buildings. I used to get in trouble. If I left a light on in the kitchen, I used to get in trouble. Like my mum would be shouting. Like, because mm. when you ain't got much money, the light being on and no one being there is a sign of money being wasted. And then I used to look out the window and see all these buildings in Canary Wolf at night. All the lights are on, everyone's gone home. And in my mind, I said, they must be rich because they can afford right. to leave the, all these lights on. Right. And so by I just had the desire to get into those buildings. Wow. And then I got there by 22, youngest financial advisor in Barclays in the country, 22. Really? Become a fi- yeah, become a financial advisor at 22. Uh, what, sorry, what was your education? So normal, I went to Greenwich University. I, did, I, I, I went I, there. I, I, did, yeah, I, went, I went to Greenwich. To, I went to Greenwich University, did, did yeah. accounting and finance. Very normal, normal background. But I just worked hard. I just, I just worked. I just worked really hard. And then I got there and realised this is not for me. I don't. Imagine yeah. I grew up in Tower Hamlets. Canary Wharf is in Tower Hamlets, but I'm the outsider when I get there. Yeah, because 
most of the people there have gone to really good universities. They talk completely different. So I, they're telling me that I talk weird. And I'm like, but I'm from East London. This is how we talk. Like, you talk mm. weird. You're in my ends. But it was like, they felt like I was the outsider. I was young. I, I talked different. I dressed different. And so, but you know what I realized was that as much as I was, there are people that have loads and loads and loads of money. And a lot mm. of the time, the reason they do that is because they just follow what their parents have done. And so a lot of it is, is, is a cycle of, they didn't even realize it was financial education. Their parents just gave them, right. do this. These are the accounts you set up. This is what you do. You've got life insurance. This is the family financial advisor. And so they just the followed the pattern. There, the foundations are there. And so I realized if I want to see a change, I've got to help people build the foundation. So that's why I left the city and like, I can't just keep helping this guy go from 2 million to 5 million. And it just, it, it wasn't giving me any fulfillment because I would finish, I'd finish work in Canary Wharf in the city and with all these rich white people because my day was spent with rich white people. And then I'd go home and all I see is poor ethnic minorities. I'm like, this, this can't be, yeah. I felt like I was living in a parallel universe. Yeah. yeah I'm right. like, yeah. I spend my day, all my colleagues are, you know, are white, all my, all my clients are white. Yeah. I go home and I see, I'm like, why don't I see all you lot during the week? I only mm. see you when I get home. Why am I not seeing you in my office? What was the change? So what, what exactly were you doing in Canary Wharf and what, what did you leave and do? You know what I mean? What was the yeah, so in Canary leaving Wharf, was, day and then what was the next day? What was the... Yeah, so I was a financial advisor for, for Barclays and a few other banks. And basically what I used to do is people would I have don't money. I know what that is, yeah. Yeah, so weird. people that have money basically and, and it's basically they would pay you to tell you how to make that money grow or how to protect that money from, you know, tax and make it more efficient or make right. sure put stuff in place so that when they're gone, there was money available to their family and, and, and their kids and so right. forth. And just basically help them with their finances, how to get on a property ladder, how to buy a house, you know, and all of these type, make sure their credit's good and how to access all these things in order to kind of build wealth and then protect it so that, protect it. And when we say protect it, we really protect it from the tax man. Protect it as legally as possible so that the, as much as possible could leave your hands and go to your family so they can start all over. And, and that's mm. basically what I did every single day with different people. Okay. Yeah. So then you left that and then what did you begin the following day or whatever? Yeah, so I left that and I'd already started doing social media, but then I just went full time just doing tips, doing content, doing lives, doing talks at churches, talks at community groups. Anywhere they'd let me talk, I'd talk for free, just trying to get this out, go to schools, universities, and just teach people about money and finance and all the stuff that I had learned from, you know, being in the banks and so forth. And I and I just literally just teach them and show them. And then by that, that was in, I started really full-time in March, 2019. And then by, you know, August, 2019, I got my first TV show on channel four. Um, Did you? Just, yeah. Just through the content. They just saw the content and they're just like, I've never heard anyone talk about money and finance like this. And then I got a show and then 2020 happened. We had the lockdown. Everyone's talking about money. Then black lives matter happens. They're like, we need to get some more black people on TV. So we need a black person that talks about finance. I exist. This is me. <laughs> and I haven't stopped since. And wow. so, yeah, and, and that literally since I, I've been self-employed ever since then and just continued teaching people all around. And, and yeah, this is my everyday life. Have you seen, a, have you seen a change in some people that you've worked with? Yes, loads of change. Changing, I think the big change I think I've seen is that, you know, I think two things for me, from my perspective is one in regards to how we look at money and finance. I think we're, uh, the, this, this younger generation, they're amazing. Like they are all about side hustles and making money and, you know, and investing. It's a, it's a, and that wave of them wanting to be better with money and wanting to embrace money and be rich. They're, they're not, this younger generation are not scared to say, I want to make money. I want to be, mm. I, I want to be, I want to be wealthy. I want to live a good life. And so they're happy to look at stuff to do that. But also in a shift of, I get a lot of people, because now I'm on TV a lot, and they're like, people are like, oh, I don't need to be a footballer. I don't need to be a comedian. Right, I, don't, nice. I don't need, I can, I can be an expert and be on TV. I can be an expert in what I do. I can help people and still be on television and still get that national recognition. And so I think it's helped a lot of people realise that we are, you're able to do, you're able to help impact people more than entertainment is more than just, you know, football or sports or uh, comedy or these types of things. We can, we can sort of help people in different ways and still get that national recognition. I've got to say, when I was, when I was 18, I failed my A-levels 
and I was lost. And my mate said, I'm going to Greenwich University. I said, oh, I'll come then. Yeah. Uh, and I took business. Yeah. I took business studies. Very good, isn't it? No. <laughs> no, you didn't try it. <laughs> No, no. Well, I was about to say, I, you, see, you did two, you did similar courses, and then yeah. you could not be further apart on yeah, I know, so, an outlook, I, on, like a, an ability with money, is what I should say. Is I'm like, sure the course was good, but I wasn't. I wanted wasn't to be in a punk in. band. Yes. So I, I, I went. I went to university for six weeks, and I remember coming back to the flat. I was staying in Plumstead. Yeah. Coming back to the flat, my mate was there. I said, how are you? And he said, oh, I'm leaving. I'm going home. I said, oh, I'll come with you then. <laughs> wow. So I followed him there. And six months later, I followed him home. Lemmings. But I could have been you. Yeah. That's what no, I was saying. To be fair, Greenwich are really good, like, you know, in regards yeah. to their business school. Um, very good. And, and again, I didn't I didn't get great grades, but they gave me an unconditional offer. I don't even think they even do that anymore. But right. it didn't matter my grades. They were like, yeah, we went because I played basketball. They were like, you know, we want you to come along and come, come to the union. It yeah. really helped me. I think one thing about uni that we don't really put credit to is the fact that it allows you to mix with people that you'd never really mm. meet in real life. And you get to meet people from different cultures, different backgrounds, different parts of the country. Like, you know, these accents mm. were just unbelievable. I'm like, why do you sound like this? But you know what I mean? And it's like, actually... You're talking everybody... about Geordies. <laughs> that and the Liverpool thing for me, it is crazy. Yeah. Um, I... I have to sometimes close my eyes when I see to anyone. Yeah. I'm like, what are you saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, say it slow. I'm imagining you saying that to a scouser. What are you saying? Everyone <laughs> going, yeah, I wanted to say that. But yeah, I feel like these environments, but actually I look back and say, I probably should have done an apprenticeship. To be all, in all honesty, I probably should have done an apprenticeship. And I feel like, you know, these are the types of conversations I have with young people now. Don't feel like you have to go uni. Because when I went uni, it was a thousand pounds. I, I, I saved mm, in the summer mm. and paid for it myself. Like now, you're paying 10, 15k a year. Some mm, of these so kids are leaving uni with, and that's just the f tuition fees. When you, by the time you put the maintenance and you're living and all of that, you're leaving uni 50, 60, 70,000 pounds in debt. So and surely then, you can't advise someone in your position getting 70 grand's worth of debt. Like no, no. Not unless that's what the, people leave you. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And now they charge interest. So it's not like before there was no oh, interest. Really? Did interest. They? Now they charge them interest. Yeah, they charge yeah, them interest. Like, who's going to spend it or who's got that? Nah, that's ridiculous. And so it's a big business now. So it's really important for people to understand unless the career that you want to do requires a degree. So there are certain doctors and doctors, all of those yeah, types of stuff, yeah, lawyers yeah. and these types of even then, if the, if you if you want to, if it doesn't, you're better off doing an apprenticeship and getting a lot of people. It's funny to me, a lot of people will go to go to university and end up working for people. Your manager will be someone that hadn't done an apprenticeship because yeah. they've been there since they were sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. they so just work their way up. By the time we get to twenty two, they've had they've had you know six six years worth of it's experience. Experience, isn't it? So you've got a degree, but you're working for them now. Again, what yeah. what they say in the long run, it plays out because when you get to like senior management then they tend to want people with degrees or qualifications. Right. But you can do those qualifications on the job because now you actually know what you're doing because you've, you've worked in it. When you're doing the exam, it's a lot easier because you've actually, you're actually doing it every single day. So mm. I still feel like don't pressure yourself to, to go to university just because it feels like it's the cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, David and I had this sort of plan to kind of have a, a kind of top tip sort of angle from, yeah. from you and uh, I felt like, I think we sort of came into the, to be totally honest, we were like sort of joking around, sort of going, oh, like kind of, we could ask about sort of get rich quick sort of tips. And obviously that is completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so back of yeah. my head feeling incredibly hot thinking about, <laughs> I nearly said that. Um, but, I, I sort of want to, I don't know about you, Joe, if like, and our listeners, if we've got a, like a spare hundred pounds, yeah, yeah, like, what do you do with that? Good, good question. I think for me personally, what I would what I would do is is I would look at can I what can I do either to better myself? Because the big thing for me is that I don't chase money, I chase value. So all I focus on is I don't wake up every day thinking, how do I make money? Because the pressure on your head can be so much. Mm. I wake up saying, Who can I help? Mm. Who can I help? Because if I can find someone to help, they'll pay me for the fact that I've helped them. Do you know what I mean? Right. And and it's, it's a different way to think about it. Who can I help? And so if I had a hundred pounds, I would say to myself, is that either something that I could 
do a course for myself? Is that is there value I could add to myself? So help myself. Because if I can help myself, then I can help others. Because the more I the more I can add value to myself, the more value I can give to others. That is bloody lovely. That I it really is. That's really yeah. It does feel our make our conversation we had earlier even more ridiculous. Like because it well we were being flippant, and now (laughs) I'm I want to be wholesome. Yeah, I do. I want to go. No, but that is such a great. It's wisdom, isn't it? Because it's for young people, for anyone, but yeah. young people in these times, there's so much, depending on the environment you're in, yeah. you want to escape it mm. and get something better. And there's so much yeah. pressure on you and so many options to make uh, to make money, so much pressure to make money. Yeah, that you just confuse yourself and run around in circles. So that's simple. simple, simple. Um, and then once thought. you've done that, if I had £100, you know, I always tell people £100 on, on, for example, Instagram or Facebook on ads. If I've done some content and I, I, could, then, I could then use that to run ads to target the people that, that my value can add to. So, for example, mm. if I've got a gardening business, I can go on Instagram and pick people in my area that live in my area of a certain age, if I wanted to be. Of a, I can even pick their sex if I want to as well. And I can then put out ads directly to them. And I know that the likelihood is, is that I'll get three or four people that will that'll be interested. Get get a few of those over the line. Probably once you do once, like and I always tell young people, be ingenuitive. If you walk past someone's house and they, their garden is a bit of a mess, you could knock on the door and ask them. Mm. That might be 20 quid, 30 quid. Mm. Just mm. just by asking. And guess what? They might invite you back. And then mm. they might tell their friends, all of a sudden you've got a gardening business without even trying. That's just effort. That's not even that's not yeah. you don't need to be skilled. To push a lawnmower, like I know yeah. there are ones that make it look all nice, but the general the general consensus is you can you can do that shopping for you know older people that might not feel like they want to go to the shops. You can knock on their door in your neighborhood. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you like to cook, you can cook for people around you. And pe- these are small little things you can do that can bring in income that can make that make that hundred pounds more. The problem is is that when you get a hundred pounds, you think oh, I could buy some trainers, but now you've bought the trainers. You and the trainers are at home. What's what's happening? Because now you've got no oh. money to go out. I think yeah. Mm. What what you basically what I was just thinking then was what you've said. Everything you've said, the the main thing I was getting out of it, it comes with work. Yeah, you know what I mean. There is no yeah, that effort to that hundred pounds down and walking away. It's like no. whatever you do with that hundred pounds is going to mean more work for you. But that's exactly. not a bad thing. It's like you're you're creating more work for you. You're not sitting back and going letting that hundred pounds do something on its t- you know on its own. Yeah, it's, like, it's going. Right, I'm working with that hundred pounds, basically. Yeah, exactly that. And and I think what what people forget is is if you don't put the effort in now, I I have to have the sad story of I've had so many people that are like oh, oh I'm sixty five, I'm sixty seven, I'm seventy, I want to retire, and I have to tell them you can't afford to retire. You can't. You haven't got enough money to afford to retire. So now you might just have to go part time. So you and, and I always tell people when you get into the bus in the morning on your way to work. Look around and you'll see someone you think, oh, you're a bit old to be on, on, on this. On this. Shouldn't you be at home at this time in the morning? And those are people that, for whatever's happened in life, haven't got the income to be able to be at home now. And the problem is, is if you don't find a way to make money work for you, you'll always have to work for money. And that's the problem. We live to our paycheck, paycheck to paycheck, and forget that the only reason we have a paycheck is because we're working. And that's why you have to make the sacrifices to invest your money. So eventually your investments will mean that you won't have to work. Yeah, we talked about that the other week, didn't we, about David kind of like being a certain age and being trapped and kind of going, shit. So yeah. this is, yeah. this is, this yeah. is, um, you know, even in at our age, you can, you, you know, you feel more tired. Of course. So, so the idea of having to work at the same pace at mm. 70 is quite, it's quite frightening, you know. Yeah, I mean? definitely. And we see now, look, with the cost of living crisis, mm. more older people are returning back to work. People that have retired are now realizing they can't; they're having to return back to the workplace. Mm. And so, again, these are and these are the, these are the these are the issues. So, it's it's really important that you, you think about yes, enjoy today, but put something away, even if it ten percent, twelve percent, whatever it may be, mm. put something away for the future and let that build, you know, and whether that's a pension, whether that's a business idea, whether that's, you know, property, whatever it may be, you need to be putting something away now to build something for yourself in the future.
Do you think there for for like a no- normal person? Do you have yeah. like a put it in pension, or do you have a like? I don't mean it like, but, but someone who hasn't maybe got the business idea or yeah. hasn't got a, like a, a simple thing they can do, which is like if if I had to give a general thing to someone pension or or property or whatever. What is there something you would sort of a simple yeah, area? I think, I think the pension thing is important. I think that that's good, but also so. And we normally say around 12%, especially if you're employed, you know, that includes your employer, the government and yourself. So you might only be putting in four or five percent in, mm. in your work and the government are putting in the rest. So that's that's fine. And that should give you that should give you a decent level of income. The problem with pension is, is that you don't control the age. We're seeing the riots in France right now because they're moving yeah. the person. State pension is is a forget it's whatever. Yeah, if yeah, you get state yeah, pension, yeah. you're lucky. No one yeah. but personal pension, the money you save from work. It's moving further and further away. They're already in talks to say they might move it to, to 70 now. It's just unbelievable. Mm. It, when I first started as a finance, it was 50. You get your pension. Really? You get it was your pers- 50, yeah. It was 50. Yeah, That's when I first started. My dad retired at 54, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was 50. You could get your, your personal pension from age 50. And now, you know, we, we're getting to the point, it's, it's 57 and they, they're now saying, you know, it's going to, they're already saying it's going to 58. That's already guaranteed. But now the, it, it could be 60. So, Putting all your money into something that you can't control when the government control when you can take isn't the best idea. That shouldn't be your only thing. So yes, pensions are great. They're really tax efficient. But I wouldn't say that that should be your sole retirement plan. Like no. That's just one, one part of it. I think, especially for o- older people now, hopefully you've got on, a, got on a property ladder. So hopefully there should be some equity. So it's great to you know pay off your house. That's great. But the house you're living in isn't going to make you money because you're in it. So yeah. you need to... All, I have too many people that are like, oh, they're clapping for themselves. I've, I've, I'm mortgage free, and it's like, no, that's great. But now you're living in half a million, and you've got no money. I, mm. I mean, I see it all the time. You, you, all your money is in 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 the, in the house that you live in, and so that's it's not actually going to benefit you. All you're saving is the fact that you're not paying, you're not paying rent or mortgage. But yes. the reality is, is that the it's most not making money is it? It's not making you any money. It's not benefiting you because all your money, your assets might be great, but all your income is low. So it's about actually making sure that, you know, if you, there is equity that you can get access to, especially before the problem is people wait till they get to 60, 65. It's very difficult to get a mortgage at those ages. So like once you get to 45, 50, you should be thinking about, can I take some out, start looking at, can I get some investment property? Really? And so forth. Because th- that way, by the time you get to 65, 67, you could, you could, you would have paid off the amount that you, you know, you've taken out. So yeah, yeah. Now mortgage, your house might still be mortgage free, or the mortgage might be low. But now you've got two or three other properties separate that are now bringing you income in. And then I know people that may, maybe not be big on invest um, on business ideas, but small things like, for example, you might live near 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 an event. So I, I know people who rent their car park space. Oh, yeah, I work. saw that at Wembley the other day. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you live near Wembley or the O2 or yeah. these types of places or football grounds or anything like that, you can rent your car park space literally at your house, making you money. You can, if you've got a spare room, you can rent it out. And as long as it, I think it's five hundred pounds a month, if it's less than five hundred five hundred pounds or less, there's no tax to pay. Rent a room scheme, you can rent it out for free. Things like um, you know, your car. People travel, work, go to work by by public transport. You can rent your car out on a on a on a platform called Churo, for example, and you can get paid. I know people who literally buy cars and they don't even drive them; they just rent them out. And then whenever they want to drive it, they drive it on the weekend. But the rest of the time, their cars are making their money. So your car goes from being a liability to being an asset. These are small little. Ch- this is not business ideas. These are just small changes. I can feel my brain sort of whizzing because I wouldn't think of doing any of those. No, like not. <laughs> And what, like, and I think I'm the norm. If I'm honest with you, I, yeah. I think I am like ninety five percent of the population going. I can do that. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I think I feel like I need almost like reminding daily though, like because I, I think my brain works. I'd be like, <laughs> like Have you yeah, got, I've you've got an app, haven't you, Emmanuel? <laughs> I'm building one now. We're building. Yeah, building I was going to say I'm going to get it and then press. Yeah, we're going to build it. Emmanuel, app. hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need a direct hotline to you, to be honest. If you could yeah. phone us first thing in the morning yeah. and remind us of all the things we should be doing, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, you could be like Siri. <laughs> Manuel, I've got £50. Pounds. 
and not great work <laughs> ethic. But, <laughs> but I think you guys, for example, like Joe, I watch your, you. I think you're hilarious. Um, oh, thank and, you. And it's a real skill. You know, I was, I was um, you know, I forgot the guy's name that um, passed away recently. Oh, Sean Dark, yeah. Um, and so forth. And these, what you do is so much value. But also what you have to start to think about is like what you're doing now in a podcast. You have to start, you can't always be live on stage. That can't be, because mm. it, it requires you all the time. You have to yeah. start thinking about how do I record it? How do I do one to many? And, um, and how do I start to do subscriptions? Because laughter and humor is something that people pay for because we live in such a hard world. Mm. So even for yourself, what your plan should be now and what you got, you should be planning. What, how do I make, how do I now, not only how do I now bottle this up so that I, people can get it whenever they need it, but without needing me to be there. Right. You know, it's so weird just saying in. that because we re- we're really feeling it at this age now. <laughs> like like the idea of when I think back of like us doing the stand up circuit, yeah. just how tiring it was, but how driven you are at, when exactly. you're thirty. Exactly. But now you're sort of hitting fifty. Like okay, I'm feeling a little bit tired. Yeah, yeah. How? What do we do in the you next? Can, you can see a shelf life in your yeah, own. Exactly. Well, yeah. f- funny enough, they, like w- the one thing we, m- me and David started working together like a decade or so ago because wow. we we did sort of get ahead of this a bit, didn't we, David? Because mm. we, we were both on the live circuit sort of realising it's knackering and has a bit of a ceiling yeah. and, and, and you know, especially for age. So we started like writing stuff for like telly and stuff like Amazing. that. And that was a seed that, was for the next for now basically and we are sort yeah. of feeling the benefits of that now yeah but it was it was definitely a plan to get out of a situation yeah, so it's a similar thing and now it we, feels like another junction doesn't it like, exactly I feel like we got to mm. turn right and go somewhere else now. Yeah, yeah 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 no definitely but what you're doing is is amazing and i think even thinking about and i remember what i said at the beginning about experience so what i always tell my, my clients you know once you get to 35 plus is that actually you've learned stuff over that time. There are people starting out that haven't got a clue. And it's like, think about what are the cool, like, can you create a course? Can you create classes? Can you do stuff online? And not just remember this internet, you can be anywhere. Your, your clients don't have yeah. to be in the UK. They can be anywhere in the world, but there are people who have looked at you guys and said, I'd love to have a career like that. I'd love to be able to do what you're doing. I'm passionate about it. I just don't know how to start. And again, this is how you start to create income for yourself. Because one of the big things I found since I started doing TV is that it's not reliable. Like you, one minute no. you're hot, the next minute no, no, there's no, somebody no. else. Yeah, do, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm. So it's one of those things that you've got to start. Makes you, makes you sick, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it actually does. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things that you have to say, okay, I've got to yeah. leverage this now. People will know who I am. I'm, whether, they, whether they book me again or not, I'll always be as seen on. So yeah, now yeah. it's about taking that credibility that you have and leveraging it to an audience of people who will say, I've seen you on this stuff. You're a credible person. I can offer this course or mm. this, that. this is the value I can offer to you so that you don't, so you can get there quicker. Because that's, that's what a wise person does. Rather than say, I'm going to go and make the mistakes myself. Actually, let me learn from someone who's taken the steps that I want to take and then I get there quicker. And so yeah. that's what you guys can really offer to, funny, to that next generation. We do sort of talk about stuff like that. And it's it's weird. Some, well, I don't question for you. Sometimes it's quite hard because you take for granted something you know. So it's mm. hard to sort of understand. I'm, I'm sort of talking about my answer, but like, Sort of t- hard to know what you know, if you yeah, know what I mean, because exactly. you just sort of it's just built up an experience, and then you go, I don't know what I can teach, and then you meet someone who hasn't, and you go, well, ha- stupid things, but well, how do you do your first gig or something like that, and you go, oh yeah, yeah, people don't know that, but you just sort because it's stuff you sort of know, so I guess some of it is like sort of knowing your value. Exactly, and and that's why it's like you get a few people, maybe close friends that or people of young people who want to do it, and just try it out and see what are the questions they're asking, what are the things, and that's how I built build courses and so forth is actually get a small group of people in because like you said i've got so much stuff in my head like we're talking now i haven't it's just there i don't i don't think yeah. about it. it just comes out yeah but yeah. it's not until we have that conversation so you run through it go through it look at the stuff there, and then just build a course around the stuff they need and then as you help people new questions will come out and you just pat, make pad it out until you're like okay this is it this is the 10 steps or 12 steps. i remember steps people love steps they remember them so <laughs> i love you've got, steps. you've got to do a steps <laughs> Yeah. You, I've seen you go up steps, <laughs> David. You don't like steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do steps, but yeah, that's can, can I ask a question, Emmanuel? Uh, sorry, we're, no, go ahead. We're taking. Would so you come? Would you come on again? Of course. I like, oh, is, amazing. 
I, I, you know what? I'm not going to lie. My agent said, look, you've got to go on this thing. I'm like, I'm going to come on. And then when I saw it was you, I was like, oh, no, this is amazing. I, oh. actually, watch you on, I actually watch you guys. On, it's just mad. Like, I actually watch you guys. On, I, I'm oh, a bit, yeah. I love comedy. I love comedy. Oh, I do love, you? I love oh, comedy. I watch, I watch all the BBC stuff and all that. I watch it all. I love, I love comedy because I just feel like it's such an art form to say, make people laugh. Because once you say you're going to make people laugh, people then like, well, do it then. Like, it's oh, like, oh, yeah, you've no <laughs> idea. Tell me about it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, I love you guys. So I'd love to come on again. I've got, I've got one more question yeah, for you. Yeah, let's go. Um, I'm thinking about me in, I'm, th- I'm thinking about my uh, children as well, but I'm thinking about yeah. me in my late teens, early 20s, completely yeah. lost, don't know what career I want, yeah. haven't got any money. Like, what would you advise that person to do yeah i think luckily a lot of the time now it's the great thing is, is that we've got a platform like linkedin where you can find people that you admire and connect with them i just tell people like you know if you don't know if you don't know what you want to do or or, or or so forth just connect with people that you or follow people on social media that you admire that like, and see what they do and then connect to them and then when they do events Try and go to the try and go to the events. Hear what they have to say. Network with other people around you and expose yourself to as much as possible, as much new information and new people and new. And then all of a sudden, you'll be like, you know, actually, I think I like that. Actually, I'll try. I'll give that a try. And guess what? Mm. You might try it, and it might not even work out. But the lessons you learn from that will lead you on to. Like I always tell people, some I got into finance, but I just knew I wanted to get in the building. I never knew I wanted to be a financial advisor. I just know yeah. I wanted to work in one of these banks because I saw because they had the lights on. And look mm. at me now. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It's simple as Boy, that. Boy, you're on like, Chatterbix. Exactly. All the way. I made it all the way. Yeah. All the way to Chatterbix. All the way to Chatterbix. You know what I mean? Like, this is like Rocky at the top of the steps. Yeah. <laughs> Slippery, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just try stuff. Put yourself out there in new positions. Meet new people. And then just network. And I think the biggest thing I, I'll tell a young person, try your best to get a mentor. Just somebody that you, somebody mm. that's, you know, a few steps ahead of you that you can look up to, that you can speak to and just say, look, this is what I'm thinking. And they can just say, so look, true. I've tried this. I've done that. You don't want to do that. I've done that one. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But just give you that encouragement. Like, you know, and, and a mentor makes life so much different. Yeah. And I love your, just your, your thing of um, just take the focus away from you and yeah. how can you help someone else? Yeah. It's really good. I do, yeah, I was just thinking about your last point. It's just that thing of like all the. I was sort of lucky when I left school. I like I really liked art, so I wanted to. I I didn't know what yeah. I wanted to do, but I had something that I loved. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I really like art, and I think just what you said is just like getting not. I wish someone had said to lots of my friends, just try lots of things, get yeah. knowledge, because I just I sort of was thrown back when you said that, David. I knew so many people that. Did, didn't like was just sort of existing, yes, and and it sort of literally started to break my heart. I remember people going, "Oh, this is it," because I I don't know what to do. So they were just, and then a decade went past, and then another yeah. decade, and you're like, "Shit!" If they just had someone go, "No, try try ten things," you know, it doesn't matter mm. if they fail, just try ten things, and then mm. especially when you're young, yeah. this is what I tell people: the best time when when you're at home. You, ain't, you can take all the risks you want. Once you start having a missus or you start having a partner, start having kids, yeah. all of a sudden you can't take that opportunity. If someone like, has an opportunity, oh, we've got a job out here, go and travel the world, go, yeah. even if mm. whatever it is, like you can do it. If it doesn't work out, you're back in your bedroom anyway. You yeah, haven't yeah. lost anything. You actually gained an experience and knowledge. And so that's what I tell young people, like just try stuff. Don't, don't let this time waste because soon you'll get into a relationship. You'll get, you, you'll start having kids. And then all of a sudden you, you want to make decisions that you can't make that you yeah. should have made when you, when yeah. you only had to worry about you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh God. I bloody loved it. Yeah, this is amazing. Honestly, I'd, so I'd love to have you back genuinely. on. Yeah, it's I wish we'd done this 30 years ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emmanuel was probably only about two then. <laughs> I still exactly. would have turned to you. <laughs> Shaking <laughs> him. Yeah, <laughs> picking you out your cot. What do you think I should do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, oh, thank you, no. Emmanuel. No, thank that was, you that so was much. genuinely mind-blowing. That was so Yeah, amazing. I loved it. 
No, thank yeah. you for having me. Thank you for you know creating a platform and just giving me the opportunity. I really appreciate it, man. And keep doing what you're doing. I, and, I swear and you, to you. And, I, lo- I yeah. love what you guys do, man. I love what you bring. Because I know for you, it might not seem that much, but trust me, like it's hard. Like I go to people that you know can't sleep because they're in so much debt. And like just watching you guys show and just might be the only time they laugh in a day. Do you oh, know what I mean? Like because it's just they're just it's just so much pain and so much yeah. hardship and so forth. So what you do is absolutely medicine and absolutely so important. Well, that's very kind of you. Know, I want to hug you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll travel and hug you. We're going to both <laughs> yeah. jump on the train. And... Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Hope yeah, to speak to you soon. We'd love to have you back on if that's no, definitely, possible. please. That'd be that'd be amazing. Wonderful. See you guys later. Cheers, mate. Bye. 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 You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.